found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another week of the Ken Miller Show. Trust everybody had a happy holiday for those of you just get back, uh, getting back into the swing of things. Uh, Trent Conan and myself with you uh, right up until 2 o'clock as we are every Monday through Friday talking local sports with you. A lot on the plate today. We will do some basketball conversation. Take a look back to yesterday's uh, Iowa State-Texas game. A look ahead to Michigan, who pays a visit tonight to Iowa to take on the Hawks in a very important important game, obviously, uh, for the uh, University of Iowa. A lot of bowl stuff on our plate. We'll try and find some time to do a little bit on the NFL as the playoffs are set. Uh, recap the Liberty Bowl, the weekend in uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Lots to get to. Uh, for those of you keeping track at home, uh, there are 13 football games left before football is over for the year. I make that 11 uh, NFL games a college football national championship in the FCS and an FBS national championship game Saturday, James Madison against North Dakota State. We are down to a precious few, Trent Condon. You are uh, not taking it well. No, counting them down. Counting them down. Well, you're a little sunning and fun, and you don't look real tan on your way no, back from Memphis. No, look, I don't think anybody came away with the experience with a, a sun a sun tan uh, in in any regards. But I, I'll say this, Trent, and I I thought Memphis overall was a dump. Yeah. But here's the thing that's good about it. It's kind of like a Super Bowl in Las Vegas, right? Where if you know that you're going to the Super Bowl and you want to be with alike fans and and party and and do so in a, a central location, Bourbon Street is wonderful. Memphis has Beale Street and mm-hmm. everybody descends upon Beale Street. It's not like you go to some of these Super Bowls, Tampa or, or wherever. You're spread out all over the city for the most part. There's no central location. Beale Street had that. It was overrun with Cyclone fans. They just completely took over. They drank them out of beer in some bar. It wasn't a joke. Yeah. I mean, you could see the cups on the tap saying, signaling there's nothing None in of that. this. Can you pick something else? We have bottled beer, and can I interest you in some bourbon? Um, the food was okay. I never, I never went to a restaurant that knocked my socks off. The stadium, I thought, was... It's fine. Yeah. I know there's a lot of complaints about the concourse getting in and out. Maybe leave a little early. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> certainly okay, yeah, certainly yeah. expedites thing. Now yeah. look at I did I did stayed long, longer than I thought I would. My wife wasn't having any part of the let's go. Didn't want to budge. No, they came up after the first quarter. <laughs> um but the drive home stunk. Everybody that made the trip knows it was it's it's a long drive, but it was a great experience topped off by a terrific win for a group of kids that you just can't help but root for, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what the what the senior class went through in the disappointing season after disappointing season, it looked for the longest time there was going to be no postseason reward for those kids. They stuck it out, and they got rewarded and did so in dramatic fashion. That yeah. was a hell of a football game, Trent Condon. It was. Uh, the first loss fumble of the season. There really wasn't a fumble, but um, <laughs> the referees ruled it that way. I mean, you have to touch the white yeah. as you're going in. Montgomery That's did. That's it. The ball is in his hands, plain as day. I, I didn't get it. I didn't like that. Didn't like it at all. Couldn't overturn it, but they, well, I guess that's that was mm-hmm. the thought process behind and it. And then the Marchie Murdoch to Lazard yeah. tip. Um, yeah, these things have a way of, of evening out, right? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe they don't when you're concerning Iowa State. They're still owed a bunch. So the question is, at least to me now, mm-hmm. does this program have staying power? I mean, it, it feels Excellent that way. question, yeah. But... 
is this a blip on the radar? Is it a great story with a great senior class, Lazard and mm-hmm. Lanning, and we can go on and on and on? Is it just, all right, they got to this hype, but it's time for a comeback, a step back, and then maybe a thrust forward? At least when you look at it in the foreseeable future for 2018, does this team, have they built enough? Has Matt Campbell brought enough guys in where it's just not that? It was a fun season. You got great momentum in October and, and carried you a bowl game. Or is there more on the plate? And I think there is. I do, too. I do, too. And I think it has to do a lot with uh, with Matt Campbell and this coaching staff. I can't tell you. Haycock and uh, and him calling that all-out blitz at the end of that. I mean, that was, you know, pin your ears back, boys. This is win or lose it. And, and get to Ferguson. Because he's a really good quarterback, Trent. I mean, yeah. Riley Ferguson could yes. play. Um, and, and they pinned his ears back and just said, every, send everybody. Um I think that I think they're staying power there. I, I didn't think the same with Rhodes, so I don't want to be accused of you know the of you know you get a little you see this once and you think all of a sudden it's going to be like this going forward. I never believed that with Paul Rhodes, never did. I do with with Matt Campbell. I think that it's that there's just something different about it. You look at this roster, you hear the kids talking about the guys that wait till you get a look at this guy, wait to get a look at that guy. Mm-hmm. The offensive line is a question mark. That, to me, is still something that needs to be addressed. It didn't get better this year when everybody thought that it would, mm-hmm. as it did last year. He was able to make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what in year number one. Um, so there are some areas for concern. Um, replacing Alan Lazard, the best receiver maybe in school history. I'll do apologies to Todd Blythe. It was pretty damn good. Yes. Um, question, sure. But, but if I had to bet, I would say yes, staying power. There's still more upside, I think, at the quarterback spot, as good as Kemp was. Mm-hmm. I think they can get more out of that mm-hmm. position going forward. Montgomery. Well, that's the easy. David Montgomery's coming back. Yeah. And a host of wide receivers and the tight end position that we haven't seen really do much in two years. Although he was the second team all Big 12, and yes. that's the biggest head scratcher to me. <laughs> right. I mean, I swear to God, when Chase Allen was, when somebody told him that, uh, that you're the second team all Big Twelve. I think you thought to think that you guys are pulling you're pulling my leg, yeah, right? Yeah. This is a prank. Yes, he's a good blocker, I guess, because that's all he did all year. But that's worthy of second. <laughs> I don't want to go knock the kid. It, but yes, it, it, yeah. it's time to get him more involved. Uh, Keem Butler, I think, is probably going to come back. Jones is still. I think there's still more to see out of him. Um, uh, uh, Matt is Eaton. Yeah, Matt, yeah Leo on defense, Eaton on offense. Eaton's got you saw a little bit out of him. Um, this year, Marcel Spears or yes. Spears is a beast. Willie Man, Harvey, was he good. he's he's terrific. He was so good. He's the best player on defense, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So yes, I think I think there is staying power there. And look at we got two teams that finished the year eight and five. Let the hype party begin for next September, right? Absolutely, it's gonna be it's gonna be off the chain. It's yeah. gonna be absolutely sick. And uh, from a year ago, where it was, and maybe the winner is bowl eligible. To now, our summer conversation yeah. is going to be. Maybe the winner of this is in the top 25 and mm-hmm. and thinking about a lot more for 2018. It's going to be a, a fun offseason with a lot of expectations no on both doubt. sides. All right, the Big Ten, Trent, they had a really good bowl season mm-hmm. with the exception of yesterday and, and, and Harbaugh. I mean, if you're a Michigan fan, you got to be, speaking of needing more, you need more out of, uh, out of Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, he needs a quarterback. And once yeah. he gets a quarterback, I'm going to hold off judgment as to, you know, once he gets his quarterback, and I'm surprised it's taken this long, and maybe the transfer in from uh, from Ole Miss uh, is going to be that. Patterson, I believe, is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, may, maybe he's the answer there. But the, but the Big Ten really rose up and kicked you-know-what and took names during this bowl season. Yeah, it's funny what happens when not everybody has moved up a peg or two. Excellent point. When Yep playoff team mm-hmm. and then everybody jumps up a rung where suddenly you're kind of playing 
late teens, mm-hmm. and instead of three and seven, you go seven and one this year. Yep. And it was three and seven a year ago, and now uh, we have this one. Does it lead to more respect nationally for the Big Ten? Probably still not. Well, although I don't know, maybe I'm seeing a lot of national writers kind of come around a little mea culpa on their feelings for the con. I think that's an excellent point you just made. Instead of everybody playing up, this year there was no Big Ten in a in a playoff, so everybody was slotted against like competition. Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Does. It, it a does. Huge difference. When you're moved up a rung, yeah, and everybody is, yeah, it, it sets up pretty well. And I, I do wonder, though, for the Big Ten, the depth of this conference, and I think it's going to get even deeper now with Scott Frost there, PJ Fleck, what he's building, and how about Central Florida yesterday? Yes, <laughs> save that for the next yes. segment. That was so fun. It, it's the the depth of the conference is a detriment, though. The depth of this conference, when the East, it's not just about oh, you got to get up for one big game. You know, Alabama, LSU, that was mm-hmm. years after years, mm-hmm. and Georgia, it's Florida or mm-hmm. Tennessee. You know, whatever it is, one huge game, and, and there's depth of the conference, but. When you're talking about the grind of the East and the West continually getting better and then having to beat one of those teams. Throw Northwestern in there because don't look now. They won 10 games. Yes. Again. It's it's a detriment, though, because the ultimate goal, the Big Ten, I think, to gain the real respect is another national title and probably a national title from somebody other than Ohio State. That would be good. If it is Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, whoever you want to throw in the mix there, it has to be somebody different. And until that happens... Just think of what you have to go through mm-hmm. week in and week out. Penn State, that three-week stretch with Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. They lose two games by a combined four points there. Yeah, and Nebraska's looking at that next year. Didn't we yeah. go through that? Yes. It was something similar to that. I mean, just absolutely unfair. I, I, don't, know. I don't know if we're going to see it, though. Yeah. If, in the current construction, it's easier in the ACC, in the SEC, mm-hmm. in the Pac-12, it's easier to get there because the depth is just different. There's depth in every conference. There's, it's difficult to go play a team like NC State. You know, we, a talented team. Mm-hmm. Going and playing those road games is tough. But you also have those in the Big Ten coupled with another two, three, sometimes four top 15 games. It's a difficult. And until we get to a point where the committee looks at it and says it's not just about what's behind the outcome, because that's all it is. I mean, that's what we've seen. It's what's behind the outcome. Until that changes, I think it's going to be still difficult for the Big Ten. Yeah, you make some interesting arguments. Uh, we, we'll save this for the next segment. We don't have anybody till 1240. Dylan Mons is going to check in here. Dylan, of course, was uh, in Memphis this past week. We'll get his thoughts on uh, on the game going forward and take a look back at the, uh, at the Clones' loss last night to Texas in overtime. I heard an interesting quote. I want to find this, by the way. I've never heard an Iowa State player say this before regarding um, getting out of Hilton Coliseum. Mm-hmm. We just want to go play somewhere else. What? That's what Donovan Jackson said. I mean, it hasn't gone well at home. Has, has any Iowa State men's basketball player said we don't want to play at home? No. Be, we're better off playing on the road? Yeah. I mean, that's what Hilton Magic's all about, right? Yes. Donovan Jackson kind of, I mean, I, that not jolted me, but certainly got my attention. Yeah. We want to go play somewhere else. Johnny I, mean, I get what he's kind of saying. But kind of that 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 team building, right? Maybe we'll be better when we get away. Maybe we're too comfortable in yeah. front of the home folks. But you really want to leave Hilton Magic? Don't take, you can't good. take that with you. 
Jackson was pretty good last night until yeah. late. He had that shot, had an open, and then they couldn't get anything out of it. You know who struggled last night was Wingington. Yes, he did. And, and look, I'm going to sit here, and I'm not going to lie. I probably have the game, because it's, it's so tough, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Quite Maybe, the Rose Bowl. It was unbelievable. We'll yeah. save that. Maybe watch 14 minutes. Every time I did, Wingington was missing his shot, mm-hmm. although he had an unbelievable block late in that basketball game. Just an unbelievable block. So athletic. But maybe Shigard Ostakowski, who yes. who couldn't miss. Did I tell you you'd like that guy? Yeah, it's the guy you did, <laughs> yes. isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. No, I'm sure Cyclone fans don't like no, him one bit. They no, they don't want to see him again. I, he was good. I saw that guy at the beginning of the year. I said, oh, Ken's going to love this guy. Yeah, he couldn't he, miss. No. And uh, Coleman was Coleman, although he didn't. I mean, he was he was good. Um, of course, Wigington's former teammate. Yes. So, oh, um, yeah. Look, Iowa State's 0-2. We thought maybe, just maybe, that this was going to be, we saw some baby steps. Mm-hmm. We thought maybe, and even though the Big 12 is a juggernaut, and I'm, I haven't seen anything that leads me to believe that we missed on uh, on what we thought, on how good we thought the Big 12 was in basketball. Um, but Trent, starting off 0-2, the, these were two games you had to win them both, I think. I, I thought they had to be 3-0 and through the first three to have a realistic chance of getting even to 8-10 and because I still think you get to eight wins and win a game down in Kansas City, you're going to be in good shape. Mm-hmm. This conference is not only the number one RPI team, it is far and away. There is a sure. huge gap between them and everybody else. 8-10, and you're going to have quality wins. You're going to have top 25, top 50 RPI wins in there. You do that, you're going to be in good shape. But at 0-2 and now... Oklahoma State on deck next. I thought three and zero was what they had to do. Well, that's already off the table. Look at what they have. You looked at the schedule after Oklahoma State. No, but it you is, know what? Should I? I? I took a look at this last week, and that's where I, I basically right, here I am. The idea. Go ahead. So after Oklahoma, Oklahoma at State, Oklahoma State, which now becomes basically a must win, right? Yeah, and then at Kansas, mm-hmm. Baylor, at TCU. At uh, home to Texas Tech is way better than anybody thought. Yes. At Texas again. Then they play that SEC challenge. I Against hate a that. Tennessee team that is a lot better than anybody thought they yeah, were. Yeah, they're ranked. Are they yeah. not? Yeah. Um, West Virginia. Jesus. And then repeat. At right. Baylor, Rinse and repeat. At Tech. Uh, House of Horrors. You mm-hmm. still have Oklahoma twice then in the back after the schedule. Mm-hmm. Who might be the best team in the conference. Way Trey Young's Trae going Trey Young right now. is unbelievable. I didn't. Uh, I just listened to it and then saw the highlights on Saturday uh, in that game against TCU. He left points on the What board. time did that game go? It was like a two. Was it? Yeah. So it was right in the middle of the one. Well, yeah. Toward the end of the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, one or two, something like that. Yeah. We were driving up to Minneapolis at the time. and Oh, that's right. You were at, yeah. you were at, the, uh, yeah. at the, the Bears game. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Quite the experience. Up did in you like the stadium? Oh, it's unbelievable. Is it that it, spe- right? Easy to get in and out. I mean, line the yeah. security lines was well. The people we went to had a very good parking pass. Okay, uh, so we were only outside for about seven minutes waiting through oh, that's security. Right. It was cold. Yeah, but uh, we we got it's through Minneapolis in January. Yes, yes. and uh, it, it was awesome. But yeah, so that's why. But Trey Young, he left points on the board. He had, he missed some open shots, a couple of assists that didn't go. I mean, he easily could have had mm-hmm. forty five and eighteen wow. against TCU. I think a pretty good TCU. No, team. they are a good team. Jalen Fisher's a good point guard. Yes, and he's he a terrific did point guard. Whatever he wanted. He's my point guard. I've, yeah. I've always liked that kid. It's, Oklahoma's really good. Yeah. And Kansas tonight, Texas Tech. This is a great spot, Trent. Yeah. This, this one's um, find a way to, to at least see some of that game. That's mm-hmm. what I thought when I saw it on the schedule. 
because that's a uh, great night of hoops. Overall. No, it's not bad. Get not Butler bad. Fi- coming off the win against Villanova. Butler Xavier, by the way, the game is here. Yeah. If you're a basketball fan and you're driving around or whatever, and you want to hear some uh, national hoops. That one is uh, on the radio tonight at six o'clock. So uh, we're shifting now as we're down to the 13 games, as you mentioned, of football. 13 games left. It is 11 NFL. Time. Yeah, and this basketball, it's on. Yeah. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Glad I went to Memphis. Um, Really, um, the Encyclone fans, they still deserve to win that game. (laughs) That would have been such a downer, the drive home. I mean, I, mean, I was I was happy for him, Trent. I, I got to be honest with you. They yeah. paid the price. They paid their dues, <laughs> putting it mildly. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. It's the Ken Miller Show. We'll get into the college football playoff. Everybody's pumped up about the SEC, all SEC matchup, I'm assuming. Not really. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good with the Trent. I'll I mean, watch. It's the, and I'm, I'm shocked. I'm Maybe I shouldn't be. How many people... Um, just will are refusing to even watch this game. They say that. They say true, but there will be some that will yeah. hold out that would rather cut off their nose to spite their face. And I believe that's what you're doing. Yeah. It's college football for crying it's out the loud. The last one. The single last one. Time out. We'll come back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here noon to two every Monday through Friday talking local sports with you on the Ken Miller Show at 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. I know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. At 650-1358, give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. This is Trent Condon from 1700 KBGG. If you text and drive, you're just as dangerous as someone who is drunk at twice the legal limit. Make zero fatalities your goal and focus on the road. This is the story of the shaving company called Harry's. In an epic battle of David versus Goliath. In the early 1980s, a child was born. Two of them, actually. Their names were Jeff and Andy. Time went by, they developed facial hair, and one day, something happened. Andy got ripped off buying overpriced razors. So they decided to start their own shaving company and fix shaving once and for all. They hired the best designers. They bought a 95-year-old German blade factory. And they started selling high-quality razors online with no upcharging direct to customers. How did the overpriced razor company respond? By threatening to sue their pants off. Don't worry. Jeff and Andy have plenty of pants and a relentless dream to give all guys a great shave at a great price. Try Harry's free. They'll send you a razor with five German blades, foaming shave gel, and even a travel blade cover when you sign up. Just cover shipping. Plus, get a free post-shave balm at checkout with code 5959. That's harrys.com, code 5959, to get your free trial set. Crash and the Wild Team are celebrating five years of Iowa Wild Hockey. 
Since day one, Wild fans have packed Wells Fargo Arena to cheer for our city's favorite show on ice. From the youngest fans to the oldest hockey diehards, families and friends meet downtown to grab a hot dog, catch the action, and watch the future of the NHL. Puck drops Saturday at 7 and Sunday at 5. Saturday, there's a baseball hat giveaway. Sunday, bring the kids for Winterfest with Disney princesses. Visit iowawild.com for more info. Iowa Wild. Hockey lives here. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. My name is Natasha, and I'm with Coleman Greater Iowa. We've been teaming up with Iowa Wild for five years now to host Pink in the Ring. If you've never been, this is the year. Join us at Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday, February 10th. We'll have lots of giveaways and a silent auction. If you're brave enough, you can get your head shaved or color your hair pink. After the game, don't miss the live jersey auction where you could take home your favorite player's jersey. So come on out Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Wear your pink and help us raise money for life-saving services in our area. For more information and to buy your tickets, go to homeingreateriowa.org. See you there. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online, washersystems.com. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Dylan Mont, Ames Tribune in uh, 15 minutes. We will uh, recap the Liberty Bowl with Dylan Montz, who was in, uh, spent the week in Memphis. He was there a long time. He got there the day before Christmas. So did Petey. I think Birchie did as well. Halstead was there, I know, early. He got there the day before, That's too? A That's long a long That was week. a long trip. That's a long week, yeah. indeed. It doesn't matter where you are. Be way that Yeah, long. no, especially over that time of year, yeah. or that time of the year, too, the calendar. Um, yeah, I know Petey's, Petey's plane left 
the day after the game. So what would that have been? The 31st Sunday morning at 5.30 in the morning. I guess you want to get home and everything, but 5.30 in the morning. My yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Beale Street, you've been to Beale Street, right? Yes, yeah. What did you think? Dumpier than I anticipated. It really is. Yeah. Um, different than I anticipated. A lot smaller. Yep. Two and a half blocks. Mm, that's it. And, uh, yeah, it was just a lot different. Mm-hmm. So when we were there, it was the summer, not last summer, but the summer before. And what took you down there? Well, we wanted to go to Nashville. We just we wanted kind of a drivable family vacation. Gotcha. So Nashville was somewhere that my wife and I both wanted. Went, oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I would go back to Nashville in a second. Great town. Clean, nice, put together. And then we went to Memphis for just two days on the way back. Not so much. Yeah. Um, my wife, when, when I mentioned, hey, maybe Memphis, uh, Iowa State's going to be there. I don't want to go back. <laughs> you <laughs> can right. go if you want, but Trent, I'm not I going found back. I found a stretch of road that would rival eastern Colorado, western Nebraska. That drive from Memphis to St. Louis, yes, there is nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. Um, it's, but again, you know, and, and I'm not. It sounds like I'm killing Memphis. I kind of am. But the fact that the central location for mm-hmm. the for the fan base, I mean, that's where everybody was. If you wanted to go down there and you wanted to run into somebody you went to school with or cross paths with or fellow fans, you were, you had a pretty good chance that that's where they're going to be because everybody was there. And that's what makes bull trips great mm-hmm. is things like that. When it's spread out, it's just not quite the same. It's difficult. No, it's it's not. It's nowhere close. I agree with you. You know, Miami been there twice for mm-hmm. Hawkeye Bowl for the Orange Bowls, and it's fun. Yeah, and tailgating is great because both well, it's a huge, huge lot that they have. And there. South Beach, you know, you're gonna get, you're going to get, find a way to South Beach at some point. Yeah, you're not necessarily staying close by there, but you're going to get there at some point. Yeah, but you're spread. You know, some people were in Fort Lauderdale. Some people were here. You know, you're just kind of everybody is spread out. That's a great thing about a destination like mm-hmm. that where. You're all in the same place. There, it's not a huge city in comparison to a spread out city right. like that. So, yeah, a good bowl destination. Speaking of bowl destinations, uh, what's next? I think they have a three year where they're not going to add any more bowl games. The NCAA came up with that. That's not necessarily a bad idea. Yeah, so <laughs> we're not going to have any more expansion. But are we relegating any? What what's because we've seen this now with Iowa State and the way they've traveled to Memphis, mm-hmm. in drivable distance. And mm-hmm. we see you know, Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game in Indiana, drivable. Mm-hmm. If it's not a huge bowl game, it's not a Rose Bowl, it's not an Orange Bowl, something drivable for, well, Iowa and Iowa State fans, more, most importantly, that would still be a good destination. I saw St. Louis be thrown out. I think Dockerman had an article. I have. I've seen that. Uh, I've seen Vegas switching things up, yes. which, which uh, makes a lot of sense. In which obviously is drivable. There. But well, no, it's not. But there's, there's, you know, it's it's nonstoppers. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a legion, there's cheap flights there if you get them uh, in advance, and and I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, opening ceremony or, or the the kickoff the bowl season, mm-hmm. right? Have a Pac-12 against a Big Twelve. That would make some sense, especially when the Raiders Stadium is built, and you don't have to drive all the way to Sam Boyd Stadium, which yes. is out of the way, because the new stadium is going to be right behind, right behind the Mandalay Bay. Right there. I mean, it's, I mean, just it's crazy to think about yeah. a football stadium just being right back behind there. Mm-hmm. But there's room for it, mm-hmm. right? No, there absolutely is. And they just bought Billy Walters Golf Course, which was right adjacent to the Mandalay Bay. They're going to use that for parking. 
Um, so it's, I mean, the shovels are in the ground. It's all mm-hmm. systems go for, for the Raiders to Vegas. Hey, let's do a couple of minutes on this because it's going to be a big talker. And uh, we, we touched on it a little bit. Central Florida, they're, they're unbeaten, Trent. They, everybody that was in front of them, they played and they beat. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of discussion. And here, here's where I agree with it. The fact that the committee basically thumbed their nose that when the final poll came out and they were 12th and there were three lost schools listed ahead of them, mm-hmm. it just it just kind of exemplifies the point that you guys are never going to get in here. Yeah. I think that there are years, this being one of them, where the group of five school could probably hold their own. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure they would beat any of the four teams we saw play yesterday. In fact, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't. But, but kind of maybe want to see give them get that opportunity but they're yeah. just not it, it, the way that it's set up right now they're never going to be included Trent the Big Ten was left out I don't want to say never we got six more years of this in its current structure and I think we're going to see that six years go to its conclusion yeah if you make a bet the no bet's probably still minus 250 no expansion no 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 group of five teams oh, getting yeah, in absolutely but there's still a chance Houston they had the mm-hmm. schedule you have to I think you have to have a year before where they beat Florida State in the Peach Bowl that year. So they're they're on people's radar yep. when the season starts. Return a lot. Follow you. Yep. They had Oklahoma, they beat Oklahoma now and we know what happened afterwards. They mm-hmm. lost to Louisville, lost one Navy, did they yeah, lose? I think two? they did, yeah. And I mean you have to be undefeated. Without a doubt. You have to beat a a power five team. Yeah. A pretty at least a name brand. Doesn't have to be anybody. Central Florida beat Maryland this Maryland, year. Right. Was that the only one? I... Maryland for sure. And if you subbed that out, Maryland with Michigan this year, that was eight and four. Maybe mm-hmm. you can get there. You mm-hmm. can get a path. You're going to have to have a lot of help. You can't have four one-loss teams. I don't think from the Power Five structure. But I think there is a path for it to happen. So I'm never going to say never. And Georgia Tech was canceled. That was the that other was game the other that they could have yep. played. Yeah. Yep, that's a good point. So. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Is it likely? No. Like I said, probably minus 250 on the no getting in. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a chance, and there's going to be, and, and this is only going to help things. And you see these American teams. They're pretty good. Well, a couple of at the top yeah. of the conference, absolutely. You, you got some good teams yep. in there. So yep. I personally would love to see it too. But I do wonder if this is going to start the wheels in motion. To expand. First, you have the all-SEC final. The last time we had that, that's when the wheels really started rolling with LSU Alabama mm-hmm. in the championship game, mm-hmm. lowest rated championship game at that time, and it started to roll. And I don't think this one's going to be. No. I mean, this is not going to move the needle next Monday night, Trent. No. I think people are going to be maybe not shocked, but um, I, I honestly think there will people that, that even college football fans that will just not turn the TV mm-hmm. on as, as sending a message or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. A national championship game with the third best team from a conference. Do I want to see that? Well, that's true. Yet they're favored to win it they all. They are. Right? As they should be. As they should be. They get healthy on defense, and they got healthy on defense in the in the weeks leading up to last, and they dominated Clemson. So you and get how to... big of a difference is Deshaun Watson, right? Oh, yeah. The touchdowns that he scored in the two, the two, the two previous matchups, and then last night, Brian, I mean, they didn't score a touchdown. No. And Kelly Bryant's a nice quarterback. It really he, had a young. nice year. He's young. Yeah. And then maybe he'll get a chance here. And that Clemson defensive line. line that dominated yeah. all year this year? Got beat up pretty good. They did. And uh, 
Scarborough couldn't do a whole lot early on. No, it, it was Damian Harris. He was good. Damian Harris, Harris off the two, I thought was better. How about that for a one-two punch, though? Yeah. How about George's one-two-three yeah. punch? Oh, jeez. <laughs> that Rose Bowl trend last year was a was a terrific game, right? Yep. It was USC and it was Wisconsin. Everybody brings up the Penn Texas. State. Sorry, what? Penn State. Penn State. Penn yeah. State. Right. Um, and everybody brings up the 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 Texas national championship game, um, last last year's game, but this year topped them all. I thought. Yeah. From looking like a blowout, though. I thought Oklahoma was going to roll in the first half. Thirty-one fourteen. What about the how big is? Yeah, yeah, well, that's just it. I was just going to say that. (laughs) I mean, what was the kid thinking? That that's not what uh, that's not what uh, Riley called for on the sidelines. No, and and he said we tried to squib it deep. He just didn't kick it well. Why don't you kick it out of bounds at that point? So they get it at the 40? 35 in college. 35 in college. What's the downside for kicking it out of bounds? And, all right, let's see if this college kid can throw it 75 yards in the air. Yeah. No, I think it's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) And never under just, you don't even even have to get it past the line of scrimmage. Just kick it out of bounds. Right, right. Well, is it a spot foul if it goes out before the 35, though? Um. Yeah, I think it is, yes. So, well, just, uh, all right. Kick it to 35 out of bounds. Yeah, kick yeah, kick just, it towards the don't 20. Squib it, just kick it out of bounds. Right. It can't be that tough. Can't be as bad as I know we're talking about college kickers we here. We are talking about college kickers. Yeah, interesting. That's a good thought. I Yeah, I hadn't brought, heard but that But the, the, the kid comes on, and, I mean, he splits him from 55. Yeah. That was fantastic. And, uh, you know, the decision, fourth and one, mm. Baker Mayfield, you got a yard. To I get know. To, and I then know. A touchdown wins it. Mm-hmm. But Georgia's defense has been so good all yeah. year. The adjustments they made the second half. It was too. a night and day. Yeah. Night and day. Great I thought game. they were going to get run out, Trent. I yeah. thought they were going to get run out. And a uh, couple big plays in the third quarter, that running attack. And that's what I thought it was going to be the whole game. And they went away from the run for a little while. Like, Which what made are you no doing? sense What are you me. doing? <laughs> right. You play in Oklahoma. They're not great defensively. Just yeah. take your strengths and play to them. But uh, yeah, and, and here we are, all SEC, and it's not going over well. No, putting it mildly, and it's just going to get worse the closer we get to next Monday. We'll take a timeout. Dylan Mons on Iowa State's Liberty Bowl, on Iowa State's loss last night to Texas. What's ahead there? Uh, but we'll recap the Liberty Bowl with Dylan. It's the Ken Miller Show. We continue on here, seventeen hundred KBGG. First Light with Evan Henning every weekday from 8 to 9 a.m. on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Stack up and save this week during Menard's Winter Sale. Keep your windshield clean with Splash Automotive Products. Splash Ultimate Windshield Wash cleans your windshield, leaving a streak-free shine. Plus, it's effective down to negative 35 degrees Fahrenheit. Only $1.98 a gallon. Save now on Splash Ultimate Windshield Cleaner and many other great products through January 6th during Menard's Winter Sale. Save big money at Menard's. When extreme weather threatens, 
You want your windshield wipers to handle whatever the elements bring your way. Bosch Icon windshield wipers provide the calm in the storm, lasting up to 40% longer with ClearMax 365 rubber technology. Replace your windshield wipers with Bosch Icon today. On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa Chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chapter, online, afsp.org slash Iowa. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days. If you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back to the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG, here until 2 o'clock. Coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette chimes in. He'll be here at about 1.15, And then Bama Bob will uh, recap the uh, college football playoff with us. Uh, Dylan Montz momentarily right now. James has been patient. He's held through the break. James, uh, welcome to the program. What's on your mind, James? How are you? 
Hey, great show as always. Um, I was just wondering, do you, Trent, you brought up a really good point about the Big Ten's depth can be like a cause for concern, but do you think especially it relates to Georgia's, it feels like they're a dominant program now and look like Alabama doesn't help either. Now it feels like there could be two more SEC teams each year instead of one in the playoff because it looks like uh, Kirby Smart's building a power. What's your take? Well, I think he's clearly oh, building yeah. a power. Um, yeah, I mean, LSU, you got to think that they're going to be good. Florida, I think, don't sleep on Florida. Right. They're coming back in the East. I, I don't think this is going to be something that happens often, though. With two teams getting right. in? I hope they don't. It, it has to, I mean, because this year was kind of the, the perfect circumstance. You mm-hmm. had a down conference in the Pac-12 this year. You, you had, had Iowa thumping Ohio State. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, Trent, I think it's as simple as that when the Big Ten gets left on the... Outside looking in. And most years, the team, the second team from a conference is going to get beat in the championship game, yeah. their conference championship mm-hmm. game. That didn't happen this year mm-hmm. because of the way Auburn, Alabama played out. So I just think this is a confluence of events that we're not going to see very often. Mm-hmm. And Auburn's not going away. No. Right? Well, they'll they'll dip. They'll go up. It'll look like, mm-hmm. um, all right, now well, I'm looking for a new coach. No, just wait, just wait. Here they come and yeah, they but, win the but last to five. James' point, Georgia does yeah. have that field of uh, not going away anytime soon with Kirby Smart and Brill for the long run. Let's get Dylan Monson here. He's uh, back from Memphis, Tennessee, where he spent an entire week. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, Happy New Year, Dylan Mons. How are you? Doing well, guys. Happy New Year to you too. Uh, Dylan, uh, let's. Um, we, I do want to save a couple of minutes at the end of this to talk about last night's game. But biggest takeaway in what turned out to be one of the better bowl games, I thought, uh, of the entire thirty-nine of them that were slated. Uh, the Liberty Bowl was uh, very entertaining. Had some bad calls. I thought a couple of bad calls going against both teams, uh, which is rare for Iowa State that there was actually one that um, you know jumped off the. Um, that looked egregiously bad. Um, but your biggest takeaway from from the Liberty Bowl was what, Dylan? Yeah, probably the biggest thing that I took away was how they were able to close it out when all that adversity was kind of settling in. And we had seen games like that kind of play out and go the other way for Iowa State this past year and then over the years, uh, even going back to Kansas State in uh, the last game of the year when there was uh, kind of some of that, that weird stuff with the flags being picked up and uh, K-State goes down and scores. And then when uh, it's ruled that Montgomery fumbles uh, there with about four minutes left and then Brian Peavy gets called for pass interference, there's those couple fourth down conversions that Memphis gets and they're driving down the field. It kind of feels like, oh, here, here it goes again. Mm-hmm. You know, They're going to kick a game-winning field goal because that's all they need is being, being down just one. But um, it give Iowa State a lot of credit. They made adjustments, found a way to obviously – uh, get that Memphis offense stopped. And then uh, I thought uh, the, the end of the game with Lanning going and, and running a few times to, to kind of seal it up was um, pretty fitting. And I think that's what Matt Campbell and a couple of the players said afterwards, just um, a representative of the senior class and then kind of the growth the team's made. So a lot of positives and a lot of good things, I think, to, to go into the offseason with from that game. Just a great defense. This defense continues to make big improvements. What Heacock did with this group and now kind of going forward, is this is this the image that Matt Campbell and crew, they want to build, being maybe the most physical defense in the Big 12, and, and maybe be that be their calling card? Yeah, and I think that's a way to kind of set yourself apart, too, a little bit. They're not going to always get the athletes, obviously, that Oklahoma or, or Texas even gets. They're going to have to kind of 
create their own niche a little bit, and that's kind of what they did in recruiting, going a little uh, more heavy on the Midwest kids and, and kind of trying to separate themselves in that way. I think you will see kind of that, that mindset or sense of physicality maybe a little bit on defense uh, to kind of combat those offenses. And then, you know, they're still going to try to further the offense too and get that humming a little bit more regularly. But I think the defense and the scheme that John Haycock and his staff kind of set up with, with Matt Campbell's certainly his input, uh, I think that is kind of a way to set yourself apart and, and create your own kind of identity and niche within the, the conference. Dylan Mons from the Ains Tribune is our guest. Dylan, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you were in the press conference when Lazard turned the helmet over, not once but twice. I, I thought it was great. I really did. I, um, you know what? Good for him for for and for the whole team. Quite honestly, too. When you know Memphis posed for the picture uh, at their press conference, I think the day my days are kind of going one into the other. I think theirs was on Wednesday. They turned the helmet over upside down. Iowa State seemingly didn't let it bother them. They said all the right things when uh, when we as the media had them uh, on Thursday. But after the fact. He uh, decided, um, you know what, he's going to make his statement. And watching Coach Campbell, when he realized what was going on in the background, kind of, you know, chuckle uh, to himself before he caught himself. Then one of the representatives from the Liberty Bowl goes over and, and, and flips the helmet back up the right side up, and Lazard catches wind of that, walks right back over again and turns it back over. Um it's you know some people probably rubbed them the wrong way. I'm not one of them. I thought it was great. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff too. I think it adds more intrigue and it it's harmless when it all comes down to it. I mean, as, like you said, Memphis just uh, tried to create a little bit of something. They took a lot of pride in obviously playing in their home stadium in their home city, but especially after the the way Lazard played and um, just it's kind of a last laugh type of situation. But I, I think that stuff always kind of adds another element kind of. Um, interest to the game, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Matt Campbell wouldn't come out and say it uh, right away, but I'm, no, it, he had to have liked that too, just to kind of uh, see him, get, like I said, get the last laugh and have a little bit of, of fun with it too, but uh, yeah, it, I think it always uh, it, it makes me more interested in the game and kind of some of the other elements, because there's no real history between Memphis and Iowa State, but I thought it was kind of a, a fun little side note to the week. How surprised were you, Dylan, the fumble into the end zone by David Montgomery, how that was uh, given to Memphis? How surprised were you sitting up in the press box? Yeah, I was surprised it came out at all. Obviously, it's been well documented how well Iowa State's taking care of the ball all season. Uh, and especially for a guy like David Montgomery, who goes through so much contact. But there was, that play was kind of um, a little bit off from the beginning with the high snap and Kemp having the kind of uh, give it off to Montgomery really quick and not putting it right in his bread basket. But just to kind of get to what your question was, uh, I, it surprised me because I thought there was enough angles and there were enough highlights where uh, I thought it I thought it was pretty clear that he crossed the plane with the ball, full kind of controlled. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what the officials were seeing, but I think that's one of those situations again where it was really big what it was called on the field. Um, if it had been called a touchdown, I think it would have stood that way too. Although I do think there was enough to overturn it, so I, it's hard to kind of um, pinpoint maybe what the replay official was seeing or what he needed to see. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it was one of those moments again where you're like, uh, how can this happen to, to this team where all these sorts of things kind of snowball and cascade and and you know affect the game? But 
I think, like I said at the beginning, this is one instance where uh, Iowa State kind of flipped the script then a little bit in, in terms of being able to close it out and making a, another really big defensive stand. Was there any clarity provided on, on Everett, Everett, Everett Edwards, who graduated from Duke in three years, that apparently was academically ineligible? I mean, he's obviously a smart kid, which tells me he just you know, wasn't going to school if that was the case. And then the Cotton Moya thing, who's been there, you know, he's a five year, he's five years at Iowa State and doesn't, the first time he gets to a bowl game, he's you know, uh, not able to participate. Was there anything there uh, as far as Cotton Moy? Did anything come out as to what was behind the violation of team rule? Uh, there was no official word. And anything I, I would say would just be speculation and probably not totally fair. But I, there's no definitiveness to it. But whatever the situation was, it certainly, uh, you know, it's disappointing for Edwards because he's a starter and because of, some of the good things he's done at Iowa State, but really um, for Cotton Moy, a guy who has battled through injury, he's, um, you know, all those different things. Uh, he's been through the losses. Uh, you know, he told the register he thought about transferring at one yep. point in his career just because of some of the adversity he's hit. Um, so for him to get to a point where he's going to be going to play in a bowl game, help Iowa State potentially get an eighth win, um, for him not to be a part of that, I think, would probably be, you know, it would, if it was me in a situation, it would have been really hard to, to sit on the sidelines and watch the game. I'm, I'm sure it was for him, too, like I said, with all the stuff he's been through. But uh, no real word on, on kind of anything uh, other than what Matt Campbell said in his press conference afterwards, which was uh, that, you know, they set the standard of, of some of the off-field stuff and, and kind of how they, they carry themselves within the program. And um, it doesn't necessarily tarnish their careers, but certainly it's, I'm disappointing to, to kind of see both of those guys um, not really get to participate or enjoy that, that last go-around. We got to see Braxton Lewis uh, out there. He got the start because of those suspensions. Give me another name, maybe an under-radar the na- uh, name that you're looking forward to maybe here in his development going into spring. Yeah, I think uh, Lawrence White, who was yeah. uh, another starter back at safety. I thought um, uh, there were times where he looked like uh, his age. He's just a redshirt freshman. So I think um, there's going to be ups and downs like there is with any young player. But for him to get inserted there in the bowl game in a big situation, for him to start and I think play decently, uh, I think that that can add to his confidence. And, and it'll be interesting to see what they do next year because we know um, they lose all those races with Todd Moya, Edwards, and Reggie Wilkerson. Um, I would assume Lawrence Wyatt will be one of the starters as a young guy, uh, kind of furthering his career. Greg Eisler, who's a Juco coming in, he'll be one of the starters. And then the other position, I think, is kind of up in the air. But I think Lawrence Wyatt is, is the guy to keep my eye on if we're just going to stick in the secondary. Uh, last couple of minutes with Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Uh, Dylan, real quick, last night uh, Texas comes in. Iowa State falls to 0-2 in conference. Uh, both of those uh, losses to start this season uh, at Hilton Coliseum. Is this maybe oversimplifying it? Because is is this a team that, as, as Lindell Wigington goes, so goes Iowa State. He really struggled shooting the basketball last night. He had some play, don't get me wrong, some big rebounds. Uh, that block late in the game, late in regulation, was absolutely massive. But Wigington has an off night, and, um, you know, Lard was great, don't get me wrong, but Wigington really uh, struggled last night. Is it as simple as that? Yeah, I think that's part of it, and I think it would be largely, if we're going to go that route, is because of how many different things he can do. When he, when he can hit from outside, uh, that adds another element. His driving ability and finishing at the rim can add another element. 
So I think he's just one of those, that, not not the only player Iowa State has, but certainly the one that kind of stands out the largest of, of his versatility and the stuff he can do. So if he does struggle, which he, he will, obviously, from night to night, uh, being a freshman, that he, that's just to be expected. I think it, it, it can kind of upset the rhythm of Iowa State, and we talked about it earlier in the year, uh, the struggling, the shooting, the, the defense at times. I think there's, there's all different elements, but if Lindell Wigginson plays well, I think some of that gets covered up. When he doesn't, I, a lot of those things get exposed. So uh, depth still a concern here. What's the latest on getting Brace back, getting Tally back? Are they expected back by Saturday against Oklahoma State? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the expectation is. It sounds like Brace is getting closer and Tally mm-hmm. is still kind of up in the air. And a, a broken foot, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's one of those things that just is left up to time and how a guy feels and making sure it's good. So I think um, he'll be Brace before Tally uh, but as far as kind of the timelines of those, I think it's still a little bit off. But it'll be interesting to see what Steve Combs does a little bit later in this week as to what um, what the plan is for Saturday and, and the week ahead. We'll talk to you on Friday, get our last look at what is clearly a, a must-win uh, as they head to Stillwater to take on the Cowboys. Thank you, Dylan Mons. Good to see you down in Memphis. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you too, Ken. Take care. Thanks. Good to talk to you. As we wrap up our number one, Trent Condon of the program. How was uh, the game Friday night, K-State-Iowa State? Were you out and about? No, as it I, watched was it, I watched it at home. We uh, Where did we go? Um, well, we, we had a Vorbo. Like, we were two blocks from Beale. Yeah, you're On right, the top right. floor of a building. The parade was right below us. It was great. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so I didn't have to leave. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, was, it got away from him. Oh, boy, I mean, it. just got away from him, right? I mean, it was a good game for a while. It was. And then uh, K-State just couldn't miss. Well, they're shooting, what, 60-some percent at the half, and you're down three. Yeah. You know you're in some trouble there. Indeed. We'll take a timeout. Uh, we'll do some NFL conversation to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. Mark Morehouse on Iowa at one fifteen. Bama Bob on college football. We've got an hour to go on the Ken Miller Show at 1700 KBGG. The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast. 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.875% APR 4.05% But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing much more than just a rate Let me ask you Does calling the company with the best client service in America 
with 11 J.D. Power Awards to prove it matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative, client-focused technology, matter? Does calling the company with 17,000-plus team members who are helping to rebuild the great cities of Detroit and Cleveland matter? Of course it matters. No wonder our clients have made Quicken Loans America's number one online lender. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com for the best mortgage experience on earth. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. If you've fallen behind on your taxes, you know that the IRS is already coming for their money. And they'll get it too by garnishing your wages or maybe even taking your home or business. They call it enforced compliance. And you'd better watch out because the penalties and interest compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. You need to call the experts at Optima Tax Relief. Solving tax issues is all they do. One call to Optima Star- Starts the process to stop the demand letters and stop aggressive collection actions. They get to work immediately, fighting to protect your assets and helping you put your tax problems behind you. The IRS writes off millions every year, and Optima knows all the ins and outs of the IRS's tax assistance programs that could save you thousands. So what are you waiting for? Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-608-0955. 800-608-0955. 800-608-0955. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. This is Des Moines' home for news, sports, and a whole 